making sure that you're not coming at it from, well, you did something wrong and I did something. More so in, I want you to know that this impacted me in a way that you might not have realized. And I'm sorry that I got my back up and I may have said some things that were hurtful or I may have come across really harsh, but at the end of the day, I really enjoy working with you. Hey there, CEOs. My name is Brandi Gar, and my mission is to help you, the wedding industry entrepreneur, to build a profitable business that you actually love. Welcome to the Wedding Grow CEO Podcast. Have you ever gotten feedback from a client that was not so favorable and it just completely tanked your emotional spirit? I mean, that feeling where you're like, I'm not good enough. Can I even still do this? Well, today on our show, I am talking with Jordan Kentris. He's an educator in the wedding industry, and we are talking all about how to separate emotion from your business. You guys, listen, we work in an emotional industry. That's just what it is. And it's so important that we're able to take feedback and really learn how to get better from it and separate the emotion. We're also talking about being on the flip side. And if you have to give feedback to either another vendor or to a team member and how to do that well so that you're building them up and so that you aren't speaking out of emotion as well. You guys, I know that you're going to love this episode and you're going to get so much out of it. So I cannot wait to dig right in. Hey, Jordan, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. Of course. Okay. So Jordan, I, I have actually stalked you. I know that that sounds a little bit crazy, (laughs) but um, (laughs) we've been on a panel before. So I know a little bit about you, but I'd love for our listeners to learn a little bit more about who you are and kind of your history of getting into the wedding industry. Cause I always find it fascinating how people (laughs) <laughs> made it into this crazy industry of ours. So will you tell us a little bit about your history? Yeah, I started out in advertising. I mean, let's go way, way back. Uh, so growing up, did a lot of crafts, artistic, did like art history, wanted to get into architecture and interior design, theater, film production, like lots of different things. Very artsy. And then I ended up going into web development, then made my way into the advertising world. And probably about five years into my career, I really missed working with my hands. I was on the computer, you know, 13, 14, 16 hours a day. And I missed a creative outlet. And at the time, my husband was kind of obsessed with brooches. So I started making wood brooches with paper and wood. And then my brother was getting married. And I was like, let me work on your wedding invitations. I got bitten by the the wedding bug. Like I learned how to foil press, letter press, laser cut. I went all out for this job. I printed like 1,600 pieces for their wedding. They had like 350 guests at the wedding. So I did 175 invitations, four-piece suite. Like it was all out, like crazy. And I was like, I love this. I need to do more of this. So I spent about six months in development launching a line of semi-custom wedding suites and then launched six months later and kind of got my foot in the door. And then now we do all custom, no semi-custom, stationary, branding, gifting. And then I have my whole consulting side of my business where I do kind of UX design, websites, business consulting strategy, which is my advertising brain that I've been doing for almost 16 years. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So when you very first started, I mean, take us back there. Did you quit your job right away or did you create a side hustle for a while? What'd that look like? I still keep my foot in the advertising world. 
for a variety of different reasons. So my business kind of ebbs and flows. Thankfully, in the pandemic, I had good connections on the advertising side because no one was getting married for a good year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Our industry got demolished. Decimated, yeah. And so, you know, those kind of things helped in that case. Ultimately, when I started my business, it was a creative outlet. And now it is allowing me to travel the country and meet folks and help them support their businesses and also get to work on some really amazing design projects. My background in advertising is actually consumer research um, and website structure and design. So user experience design. And so for me, getting to talk to people and actually understanding their businesses firsthand helps me become a better designer because I'm like, oh, that's your problem. This person has the same problem in California. This person has the same problem in Washington and up here in Toronto. And so I'm like, there's a lot of the similar things that we can then talk about. And then we learn the nuances of every market. So like that stuff is really exciting to me. I love that so much. So when did you start transitioning more into like an educator speaker? Cause I know you do a lot of that. <laughs> During the pandemic actually. So when okay. like weddings were, I was like going into 2020 having like literally the best year for me. Mm-hmm. Momentum was picking up and it was pure stationary. Like I was booked. I had a number of weddings. I was getting great leads. All the relationships I was nurturing were firing on all cylinders. And then it literally stopped in March. Oh. And no work was happening anywhere. And my husband's been telling me for years prior to that, but you should take your kind of UX work and bring it into your business. And I was like, no, 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 it's too much. And during the pandemic, I ended up bringing the two worlds together. And it's been an explosion for me. It's been really fruitful because it's opened a lot of different doors. So having the other side of my business where I can support the pros and I've been a manager on the advertising side. So I lead teams like right now I lead a team of 20 digital experts. And so I love to talk and educate. And so it just became a natural evolution in that side. What are you most passionate about when you're teaching them and helping them with their business? For me, it's actually how to understand your customer, understanding your ideal customer, how to talk to them, how to sell to them, how to meet their needs, how to up-level your offerings that you fill those mm-hmm. gaps that you didn't even realize you could fill, <laughs> and nor did right, your client right. realize you could fill. Like, how do you do those things? And that's where I get really, really excited. Yes. I think that that's so important. And the reason I asked that was because as such a luxury custom service, you really do have to explain to people your clients, why you're worth it, right? Like, why not just go to get regular invitations or what makes you stand out from the commodity of stationery that's out there? And so I find that so fascinating. And I, I think that you do an excellent job of it. So today, Jordan, as a designer, and for so many of us in the wedding industry, it's so emotional. We're invested in the design. We're invested in the outcome. We're invested in our clients and their emotional journey. And so really talking about what that looks like for us when a client or anyone really has some feedback on that design or on something that you're doing, I I say feedback, but tell us a little bit more about this topic and how you started teaching on on this. So this is definitely came from my learnings in, in the advertising world. Like we've put our heart and our souls in our businesses and putting yourself out there in general is nerve wracking and you expose yourself. Oftentimes we can be a little precious with our our ideas where we're really attached to them and we take a lot of pride in them because we spend a lot of time on them. And so we're like, this is the thing. This is my heart and soul. And then some people are like, 
that's not really what I wanted. Or you missed the boat completely. Or I don't like that at all. And you're just like shattered. <laughs> like it, right. it's hard. And so I got really excited to talk about this when I originally was coming up with the idea because there are learnings that can come from those conversations so that you can understand how to disconnect the emotion from that feedback. And if you're like, this is this is my best design. I'm super proud of it. I think I've nailed the brief. And then the client's yeah. like, I, I hate the color red. And you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, like, right. like, I thought I got it. And, and so you're like, oh, gosh. And so sometimes you can take it really harshly and then you kind of get defeated and get in that loop of like, well, I'm not good enough. I must not be successful at what I'm doing. Is this going to apply to other things? Like you can spiral out really easily. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure all of us have at some point. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I vividly remember one time walking into a mock-up, you know, for our full design clients, we do a full table mock-up. I think a lot of us do, right? And you've got everything there. And of course you're expecting like, a change or two, like small, right? And and for the most part, that's how it, it always went. And I remember walking into one mock-up and she just looked at me and was like, is is this my, is this mine? And I was like, <gasps> yeah. and, uh, you have no idea. My whole body went numb. Like I was just like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, it's yours. And she was like, this is not what, well, no, this is not at all what I described. And I'm like, what? And it was just one of those moments where you're like, how did this go so very wrong? Right? Like, and, and I think after like picking myself up off the floor and like you said, like spiraling for probably a week or two, because I was like, now is she going to trust me? Is she going to understand that we, we can redo it? But also like, where did we miss? Like, where was that breakdown in communication? You know? And I swear from then on, this was probably, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. Every time I walk into a mock-up, my body is like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I've never had that happen again. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Like, what if they hate it? Yeah. I do think that we do spiral, right? But I think there's so much to be learned from it. What do you think about that going back to that process you went through and figuring out where do we miss? So I've put strategies in place because of situations like that it is more so my onboarding and the things that i've learned from those misses have allowed me to make my processes stronger in the beginning and i ask certain kinds of questions and screeners so that i make sure that i'm like i can get what i need out of you how to make me a better designer is by asking the right questions not necessarily up leveling my design skills that is also part of it but understanding the client because let's be honest, 95% of our clients are not design advocates. They don't understand design. They don't understand (laughs) what we're presenting to them in the same way. They don't use the same words. They know what looks good to them. That is one side of it. But being able to say, this is blending Art Deco and Art Nouveau. And the reason it's different is because of these things and the style of venue compliments. They're like, whatever, it's black and gold. I don't like it. (laughs) So true. You can wow them with terms, but it doesn't really mean anything to them. They know what looks good and doesn't look good. Yeah. So now I've put a little bit more in my onboarding and design consultation process where if a client is a little bit more weary, I'm like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on making any decisions until I can get you something. So that you can then make that decision and it is the right decision and then we can sign off on it and then it's on you. (laughs) 
Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so challenging in our industry because we really are working with people who are at the height of emotion, right? And they could be a very nice person in real life, to be honest, but just the stress of how much money is being spent on one event and joining two families and you're getting married and there's just a lot going on. And so sometimes you may be barraged with a response that you wouldn't normally get from that same human, you know, in different circumstances. And so I always tell my clients, I'm the unemotional third party. I'm like, I, None of this matters. Secretly to having me the meltdown in the, the backyard. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And I do think that that's so important. Like, if I'm in a super, super stressful situation, like my husband and I even talk about sometimes that the more stressed I am, the calmer I am. And I'm like, listen, I get paid a lot of money to just be calm and even all the time. And it's almost like the worse the situation is, the just more relaxed. I'm kind of like, okay, let's take a breath. And so I do think that that's important to be able to remove that emotion, not just from ourselves, but also to give our clients the grace to say, there's just a lot on their plate right now. So it may not be the end of the world, but to them, it feels like it is, which can feel like a lot of weight for us sometimes. Like 90% of the time, it's actually not you. Yes. It has to do with a lot of outside factors and you happen to just be (laughs) the thing that might've tipped them over. And in normal situations, they might be like, well, this is solvable. But I think that, I think you genuinely hit the nail on the head is that so often for us, being able to remove the emotion is understanding that like you just happen to be the punching bag standing there at the moment. If you ever want to experience like true, genuine, crazy people for no reason whatsoever, work the front desk of a hotel. There are no crazier humans than the ones that come to the front desk and yell at you about something you have no control or knowledge over at all. I'm Um, I'm pretty sure working an airline desk would maybe be worse. (laughs) I could see that too. I could see that too, especially, you know, during the Southwest meltdown, right? I could see that too. But just that general understanding of there's so much more at play and you just were the last straw. And so I think that that's really important and it makes us better business owners, better wedding pros to be able to just say, this isn't about me, but how can I fix and make this a wow situation? Yeah, it's also the nature of how we service our clients. For many of us, that ultra high touch experience, like it's really important that our clients feel nurtured and cared for and all those things. And so those are the learnings that I typically get because oftentimes when I fail, it's because I didn't do those things. Or I didn't set them up in a way that I would be successful. Yep, 100%. We're talking a little bit about like how our clients can often be overly stimulated, overly emotional, and maybe not give us feedback in the best way. For those of us who are business owners, maybe have a team, or you're working with other pros, and you have to give constructive feedback. What are some tips that you have for us on how to give great feedback in a way that maybe would be received better? This one was really fun. I'll, I'll do it two ways. First off, will be from like a wedding pro to a wedding pro, like a vendor relationship, like a partner relationship in that sense. So hypothetically, Brandy, let's say you and I are working together and not that you would ever do this, but let's pretend you drop the ball okay. and put me in a compromising position with my client. Let's pretend I missed a deadline. So I would have a conversation with you about the ramifications of what that is. And so I would say, hey, what you did put me in a bit of a compromising position. It has 
impacted my relationship with my client. I want to just understand how we can move forward together. I trust you as a partner. I really value you. But what this does is impacts how we work together in the future. I want to understand how this happened, what we can do to mitigate that. Is there anything I can do to support you? But I just want to let you know that you dropped the ball from my perspective. And I want to get your side of that conversation. In some ways, I could have handled it as, Brandy, you screwed up. Like, what the hell? Blah, 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 whatever. Sorry, pardon me. No, you're good. You're good. I love it. Like, there's that side of it. And you would have gotten really defensive. But I tried to come at you with, here's the problem. This has created an issue. I'm trying to resolve it. And how do we work together to come up with it? From my perspective, this is what I'm seeing. And if you frame it as, this is what I'm seeing. I don't know what's going on in your space. I want to just make sure that you have everything you need. Is it something that I did? You're trying to come up with a solution. Immediately, you're going to be like, okay, how do I solve this for them? Because they're coming to me. Less of, me getting on the defensive immediately. As soon as you said it, I was like, I love where you're going with this because I could even feel it, right? Like I was like, yes, I feel like less defensive even just from hearing you say it. I don't think people are, are, I choose to believe people aren't trying to be difficult or bad or make your life hell. Usually, yeah. (laughs) I love that you said that. I also love that you said, I value you. So good. Exactly how you said that. And what about with a team member? Would you say similar perspective on how you would come at something like that? Similar. With a team member, oftentimes I like to reset values being like, hey, we didn't deliver something for this client. They were expecting it. And my expectation of you is that you would have had that covered. Now, as part of our values as a business, we're all about X, Y, Z. I think it's really important and I want to make sure that we're all achieving these things. So what can I do to help you? Again, we're wrong. Are you struggling? Is there anything I can do to make things easier for you? Is this a project that you weren't really comfortable with? You didn't know how to raise your hand? Mm -hmm. Like you can ask questions and probe a bit and lead the conversation, especially as a leader. You can take it and flip it. So as a team member who's going to go talk to their boss, like you can at least come at it from a way of, trying to see it from their court, essentially. Mm -hmm. Set it up so that you're less about what's wrong and more about how we can come to a solution together. Yes. I think at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to just like believing the best in the other person, right? Like believing that there could have been something else at play. I think it's so important just to learn how to talk to people, especially when you're angry or you've been put in a compromising position, which happens, you know, as a wedding planner, oh my gosh, like oh, yeah. 80% of my <laughs> job, right, is to is to put our reputation on someone else's reputation, right? And Yeah, you're you're contingent on the teams you bring in. I mean, it's so true. And for any planners that are listening to this, like you guys are feeling this conversation, I'm sure, because there's times where you have to have a tough conversation with a vendor and you have to be like, this isn't acceptable, but I need to know what happened. And so I do think that conversation comes up a lot more for a planner than it does for some other vendors. But so this is so good because I know we have a lot of planners that listen to this. What about Jordan? If you've already given the feedback and it was horrible, like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I really approached someone poorly, or I actually even may have ruined a relationship because of the way I approached someone to give them feedback. Is there anything we can do to mend that? Or what would you say? Yeah, uh, lots of things. I just had an idea. Something that popped into my head. I want to make sure that we chat about. Yeah. Before you give feedback, take a beat. You need a few minutes 
go for a walk, take a breath, like whatever, do something to step back from it. Because if you come at feedback emotionally, it automatically becomes uh, they said, they said, and you get your backs Uh, up and whatever. So you need a a beat to just kind of focus. Now, if I've said something to you that I could have handled a lot better, we did end up getting into a bit of they said, they said, it's really important to own it. I know it's really awkward. And you're like, I have to admit I did something wrong, which none of us ever want to do. (laughs) But it could be a simple conversation of, hey, listen, I took this really hard. This relationship, this whatever, this project was really important to me. I want to repair our relationship because I really value it. Again, like making sure that you're not coming at it from, well, you did something wrong and I did something. More so in, I want you to know that this impacted me in a way that you might not have realized and i'm sorry that i got my back up and i may have said some things that were hurtful or you know i may have come across really harsh but mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day i really enjoy working with you i want to keep building on this relationship or even if that's the case that you don't it's i want this project to succeed like you can make it clear that you still want to finish this through um yes. And, and figure things out. But it's about building a bridge in that conversation and kind of owning where you came at it in a way that doesn't place blame on anyone else. That's so good. I think just being able to recognize that you didn't come at it the right way. And I, it's so good just to say, I recognize that I didn't handle that well. You know, like I, I was emotional in the moment. I, I said some things I shouldn't have said. It's such a lost art to be able to actually just go back to somebody and say, I'm sorry for the way that I handled that. It doesn't necessarily mean negate the fact that it still was wrong, right? But the way that you handled it could have been done differently. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of learnings you could take from that in the job that failed. And you can say, hey, three months later, looking back at it, I realized I screwed up here. I'm sorry. I've made some adjustments in there. I hope we do get the chance to work together in the future. I also think that sometimes some of these things can can give us like almost a renewed relationship because you go from a surface level relationship or conversation to such a vulnerable one so quickly that it's like, honestly, sometimes I think it can help you to build a really strong relationship back because you had to get real vulnerable real fast, right? <laughs> and be able to say, I'm sorry for the way that I handled that. So it could actually be a good thing in the end a lot of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love this conversation, Jordan, because I think it's not talked about enough of just how to treat other people, how to handle your own emotions. As a business owner, you know, you talked about it in the beginning of the podcast that you you are emotional. It's your baby. You've built it. It's your design. It's your heart and soul. It's everything. And a lot of times we just have to take that beat that you talked about and just take a step back from the emotion of it and, and really look at the big picture. So this was so good. I really appreciate this conversation. Jordan, if people wanted to learn more about you and your education, where can they find you? Yeah, you can check us out on our website at gooddayinc.com. Uh, and Instagram is where we're at right now. Jordan, thank you so much for this honest conversation. Super great, absolutely needed in our industry. So thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Hey. 
Hey there, wedding pro. Are you feeling overwhelmed, burned out, and wondering how you will ever pay yourself an actual salary from this business you're building? I get it. I'm a wedding pro just like you. I sat in this season of overwhelm and no pay for way too long. Now I own one of the largest planning firms in Orlando, Florida, while doing less than five weddings myself each year. And yeah, I pay myself a full-time salary too. And I'm not alone. Hundreds of other wedding pros just like you have gone from overwhelmed to confident CEO by using the proven strategies I teach inside the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator. I tell Brandy all the time how grateful I am for her. Before joining with her, I thought I was successful and I was successful, but I was working 24 seven, barely making a profit. Now, over a year later, working with her, it's just been life changing. We have our Monday calls. I voice text with other wedding planners all over the nation. And it's helpful just to have someone that's done what we're trying to do. And that is what the CEO Accelerator Group has helped and taught me to do. Inside the Accelerator, you get lifetime access to the six step-by-step modules that walk you through the pillars of a profitable wedding business. The financial services spreadsheet that Brandy gives you as a part of the Accelerator is worth the price of the Accelerator alone. If you need clarity on finances, your budget, if you can hire, if you can even pay the people that you have hired, go get the Accelerator because that spreadsheet gave me the knowledge and power to make the decisions to continue hiring and growing my team in the way that I want to. But what good is all of this knowledge without accountability, community, and of course, a place to ask your most burning question. When you join the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator, you also get six months inside our live coaching membership. It literally has changed the way I do business. It has changed the way I view things. It has changed the way that I manage things. It is totally amazing to be able to sit with CEOs that have been through what I've been through, have been through the trenches and can give me the insight as to how they got through it. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person on the planet who feels this way. No, there's tons of other CEOs that feel the same way I do and we can talk about it, think through it and we can learn. It is absolutely amazing and if you're thinking about it, you should do it. The Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator is the best of a course, a membership, and a group coaching community all in one. The group has been so supportive and has really kept me sane through the busiest season I've ever seen in my career. For that, I'm really thankful. Looking forward to the next year and all the things I have to learn to grow and scale my business and super excited for the next steps. Here's the thing. You can absolutely listen to this show every single week to get nuggets that will help you scale your business. And over the course of a few years of piecing together all of that free information, you could very likely grow a successful wedding business. Or you can join the Wedding Pros CEO Accelerator today to get the proven step-by-step roadmap you need to ditch the overwhelm, build maximum profit, and step into your role as confident CEO all in just six short months. In 2021, we did 220,000 in revenue, which I was so excited about at the time. In 2022, where we sit now, our revenue came in around 560,000. Honestly, I attribute so much of that to really being able to grow. I actually no longer take on weddings myself. I'm really able to focus and be the CEO of my company. And that's come with a lot of guidance from the Accelerator Group, all of the other incredible CEOs in that program, bouncing ideas off of each other, asking for the help and hearing from other people and what's worked and what hasn't. Just click the link in the show notes below to learn more about the Wedding Pro CEO Accelerator and let's build your profitable wedding business together.